Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. Very scary. Very scary. 13th. Friday the 13th, not a Monday the 13th. Banks collapse across the country as Biden attempts to contain latest crisis. Contagion as bailout fails to stop the bloodbath. And Fauci lashes out at Elon Musk and Republicans who want him imprisoned. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Does it feel like your country is being run by communists? Does it feel like it's being run by Marxists who don't know what they're doing, who are trying to collapse the financial system? Yes, yes, it absolutely does. I am very much sick of communists running things, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm also sick of communists running my meat inside of my refrigerator. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that 60% of the pork in this country comes from one company owned by the Chinese? Their hogs are given dangerous injections, which are banned in 160 countries, including in China. Yeah, you can find it here in your grocery aisle every day. Greed, greed, greed. It will be our downfall. There's no... There is a better way, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you about Moink. Moink delivers grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pasteurized pork, chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Check it out. I got some myself just this weekend. This is my Moink delivery on screen for you now. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did. There ain't nothing wrong with that. As a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. I slapped some of these sweet babies on the grill and the results were absolutely delicioso. Choose your meat in every single box. Ribeyes, chicken breasts, pork chops, salmon fillets, and much, much more. You can cancel any time, but you won't want to. Moink is helping save rural America. I love it, and you will too. Join the Moink movement today. Keep Americans' farms going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Benny right now. Moinkbox.com slash Benny. You'll get a free filet mignon with every single order this year. I had one this weekend. It was delicious. That's one year for the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. M-O-I-N-K box.com backslash Venny. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the actual meat and potatoes of today's show. Donald Trump was right. Let's start with that. Trump was right. Trump was right. Trump was right. My hand is, I'm getting tennis elbow, throwing coins into the Trump was right jar on my desk. It actually hurts. I'm running out of pennies to throw into the jar. And a lot of people are running out of pennies these days, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, Joe Biden has delivered a stock market collapse, a banking collapse, the 1920s all over again. And I will remind you that Donald Trump told us this was going to happen before we get into all of the nuance of what happened with the SVB collapse, with four other banks collapsing afterwards. Get ready. The downfall is officially here. Gravity applies to economics as well. And Donald Trump knew it. That's why in the summer of 2020, Donald Trump said that Joe Biden would be delivering to you a stock market and banking collapse. And Trump was right. Watch. All of this incredible job that we've done will go down like that. It will be a terrible, terrible sight. It might even be a 1929 situation, so you have a chance to have the greatest numbers in history. You're almost there. We're almost back to where we were from the standpoint of the stock market. Think of that. Uh, But you'll have a crash like you've never seen before. You put the wrong person in office, you'll see things that you would not have believed are possible. Donald Trump posting on Truth Social this morning. What is happening to our economy? Proposal being made, the largest, dumbest tax increase in history. 
times five. Joe Biden will go down as the Herbert Hoover of the modern age. We will have a Great Depression far bigger and more powerful than that of 1929. You want Trump? You're looking at it right now. You want Trump to be president again in 2024? You are seeing the actions being taken by a group of octogenarians, a gerontocracy that has no clue what they are doing, who should be barred by law from serving. You shouldn't be able to be 80 years old and holding the most powerful positions in the world. But let's go ahead and check the scorecard here just for a moment, just to show you exactly who's in charge right now. You have Joe Biden, who's 80, Janet Yellen, who's 82. You have Chuck Schumer, who's 80, Nancy Pelosi, who's 82. You have Klaus Schwab, who's 85. You have George Soros, who's 95 years old. The entire world is run by a gerontocracy. Mitch McConnell, who, as far as we know, is still hospitalized from falling down the stairs of the Trump Hotel, the aforementioned Trump Hotel, he's 82. We are led by a gerontocracy, a cabal of people who are not prepared for the modern era and the crises that we are facing right now, ladies and gentlemen. That was on full display as Joe Biden walked off stage just moments ago after saying essentially that he's just going to shred the Constitution once more and the executive powers that delineate the branches of government in order to essentially back forever any depositor in any bank ever. Now, this sounds like a financial decision, and those need to be done in Congress. Joe Biden straight up shredding the Constitution. This has been a normal thing. It's just a Monday, ladies and gentlemen. So Joe Biden shredding the Constitution moments ago at the White House on this banking scandal. Watch. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. Okay, Joe Biden with the return of the giant like sore on his nose. I don't know. Maybe that's where he gets the injections. Joe Biden wasn't having it when reporters tried to ask him questions. You know, what would calm the seas if a confident leader stood there who understood what was going on and said, here's why it happened. Here's why it won't happen again. Here's what we're doing about it. And then took questions from the press because that's the job of the press is to probe and to pull out this information. Of course, where the hell were the press? Where were all the business reporters telling you that SVB was about to collapse? Where were all these people? We're going to get to the woke mind virus that actually caused all this. We're going to tell you exactly what's happening right now and how you can prepare, ladies and gentlemen, for what's about to come. Because what's about to come is going to be very, very bad. But what's very bad is non-confidence. Non-confidence in our institutions and in our leaders. And that's what Joe Biden delivers when he ran away from reporter questions. Didn't take a single question. Not from Bloomberg, not from the Wall Street Journal, no one. Watch. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect all the banks to fail, Mr. President? Should all depositors be protected at all banks? All right, thank you. Walking like the T-1000 from Terminator. Joe Biden walking away like a robot in desperate need, a Tin Man, Wizard of Oz. I'm wondering, like, which, Tin Man, Wizard of Oz, T-1000, he needs a lot of oil. And ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden's trying to ban that too. He's going to collapse our banking system, and it is happening right now. Tom Fitton posting on Twitter after that saying, this is utterly unconstitutional. The president of the United States cannot go through and suddenly back all deposits forever. Hey, everyone, you thought that the banking deposits up to 250000 were insured? Wrong. Biden gang just effectively deemed taxpayers are liable for insuring all bank deposits forever with no approval by the constitutionally pesky Congress. Ha, ha, ha. You know, you thought that budget 
things were left up to Congress, right? You thought that these kind of regulations, Glass-Steagall and so on, with the banking system were determined by Congress. Nope. Nope. You live in a dictatorship run by idiots, run by fungus. And the smelliest, worst-looking fungus is the four-foot-tall Janet Yellen who literally looks like a mushroom. Just, again, lighting the Constitution on fire like the Joker in uh, uh, in, in, in Batman. Everything burns. Lighting her half on fire. Janet Yellen, mushroom lady. Back from Mario Kart. Go. Let me say America's economy relies on a safe and sound banking system that can provide for the credit needs of our households and businesses. So whenever a bank, especially one like Silicon Valley Bank with billions of dollars uh, in deposits fails, it's clearly a concern. Oh, okay. Is it a concern? Really? Isn't your only job to be able to stop things like this from happening? Where are the regulators? Don't we spend billions of dollars every year on regulate? Where is the legislation that's supposed to stop this? Where are the flashing sirens from the woke? Aren't you people supposed to stop things like this? They didn't care about East Palestine, ladies and gentlemen, and they didn't care about this. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of exactly how this happened and why the federal government is responsible for every single cent that is lost and how they are now going to hang this over your head. And they're on their way to a central bank. That's what they want. They want the banking system to collapse. They actually baked it in to the risk factors, the banking collapse. Is this part of the plan? I don't know. Let me ask you. Do you think we're run by competent people or evil people? Do you think the people who are running this country right now want globalism or they want a strong America? Do they want to decentralize? Or do they want to centralize all power unto themselves, unto a small global elite? Do they put idiots in power like Joe Biden's budget director? Shalanda Young, who wrote in her thesis about DEI and women empowerment and ESG? Do they want us to be run by the dumbest people, but political apparatchiks who believe not in a meritocracy, not in being good bankers? Interesting how you never hear about good bankers, smart people. You hear about the color of the skin of the people managing your money because that's really what matters. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden's budget director was asked if American banking system is safe and secure. And her question uh, and response to that question uh, is why we're seeing the market in a bloodbath right now. Go. So you can tell the American people this morning, because I think this has caused a lot of concern, uh, that the U.S. banking system is safe and secure. I think the, the boys here. Uh, is our Treasury Secretary, who is our lead and working with regulators. That's the appropriate uh, person uh, we should listen to here and who's tracking this the most closely. Um, but again, what I will say is after the financial crisis, the reforms put in place um, have given regulators more tools um, and our system uh, is more resilient uh, and the foundation stronger because of it. So she's unable to say if U.S. banking is safe and secure. And you know what? The market is responding to that. The market is in an absolute bloodbath here. Let's toss up what the market is doing. It was down 20 points in intraday trading before the market. Now it's sort of collapsing. And then you're seeing these dips and spikes, dips and spikes, dips and spikes. This is in one day. They've halted trading 
essentially all interbank trading, the liquidity is down to zero. What's going on? All of the depositors, roughly 90% in SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, held accounts above the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's $250,000 limit on insurance. Policymakers in those in financial sector had hoped that backing all deposits would stop the bleeding. But initial signals from this morning were not great. The share price of First Republic Bank, a San Francisco-based lender that serves some of the clientele of SVB, collapsed to 70% at 7 a.m. pre-market trading. The collapse claimed, despite the announcement that it has shored up its finances, PacWest Bank Corp., another small California bank, said investors fell sharply on Monday morning by 50%. Prices of long-term treasuries soared. Yesterday evening, the Federal Reserve said that they jointly announced to stop the burgeoning SVB bank crisis by backing all investments. This is an unconstitutional move. They have no right to do this. The same was made for Signature Bank in New York, which had been wobbly since the SVB collapse. It was closed Sunday. So now you're looking at four bank collapses in three days. A third bank failure in the week, Silvergate Bank. But Silicon Valley Bank, of course, is the largest bank collapse in American history, with the exception of the 2008 housing market crisis. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing here is a bank that was a rich people bank, a bank for high wealth, high net worth earners, who's essentially been bailed out entirely by you, by the federal government, and bailed out instantly. Now, if you live in East Palestine and the federal government covered you and your children in toxic chemicals that will kill you and give you cancer in a few years, well, you get nothing. Pete Buttigieg won't even visit you. It takes Donald Trump to come visit you. But if you are a close proximity to power, woke corporation from Silicon Valley that is far more interested in virtue signaling than your shareholders, far more interested in ESG than banking or DEI in the skin color of the people who have money than actually protecting people's money, something that should be colorblind, banking, well then, ladies and gentlemen, you get a bailout. And your congressman is straight up on TV asking for a bailout. Ro Khanna, this weekend, on television, saying, you gotta bail us out. What'll happen if we go down to our last billions? <laughs> oh, he's Palestine? Never heard of it. Watch. I think it's just that right now things move at the speed of Twitter, and the government doesn't move at that speed. And I think they don't realize what the problem could be and how fast money is moving and the challenge this could be. So he's asking now for a full bailout, and they got it. They got their bailout, but it didn't stop the bleeding. Shares plummet 74% in pre-market trading of banks, despite Biden's guarantee, a scheme for Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. So you are now facing massive, massive bank failures across America. How did this happen and why did this happen? It's really, really important to go through the why here. Silicon Valley Bank was a massive holder of U.S. Treasury T-bills. These bills that they bought into the tune of billions were bought at an interest rate of effectively zero during the coronavirus pandemic and when the federal government was trying to insert liquidity into the market. 
Now, as the federal government ratchets up the interest rates at the highest rate increases in American history that I, of course, am in favor of, but what that is going to do is it's going to cause these T-bills to lose value. And Silicon Valley Bank effectively sold their investments at a loss, a $2 billion loss. Now, that $2 billion loss is not something that banks should do. This doesn't make any sense to the investors and the people who held their money at Silicon Valley Bank. And the VC firms that were overwhelmingly using that bank as a funding mechanism started to look into the finances of that bank and started to question whether that bank had anything on its balance sheet at all. And they were beginning to advise their clients in Silicon Valley, which moves very, very quickly, to perhaps remove your money from this bank. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that started happening to the tune of billions of dollars. And what you started to realize was that 95% of all deposits were uninsured. What that means is that 95% of all deposits were over the $250,000 range that the federal government insures through the FDIC. Now, this is, of course, high net worth individuals. The average American has $10,000 in cash available to themselves. The people of East Palestine, for instance, have a net worth of $41,000 a person on average. So what you're talking about is multimillionaires in Silicon Valley who had this bank as a backstop, and this bank was run by total and complete idiots. These people do not care about banking. There's a very lengthy piece in Axios about how they could have prevented this and how they made stupid decisions, selling their T-bills at a massive loss, and spooked all of their customer base, leading to a bank run. That bank run, of course, caused all of the liquidity to flow out of the bank instantly, and they had no more money. And then the bank collapsed, and that's how banks collapse. Ladies and gentlemen, why did Silicon Valley Bank collapse? Well, the $2 billion loss, in large part, from the selling of the T-bills, but also because they were woke. This bank, ladies and gentlemen, spent far more time making diversity hires than making hires of people that were actually ever good at banking, as Tucker Carlson illuminated in his monologue last Friday. Tucker Carlson dove into what this bank was up to and delivering on their fiduciary obligations for their shareholders and for their depositors was at the very bottom of the list, promoting women of color and celebrating their stories with special videos and going to Tahoe just a couple of weeks ago, their CEO was in Tahoe celebrating empowered women. Wait, lady, your bank is in collapse. Shouldn't you be, I don't know, trying to stave that off, meeting with all of the people who are high net worth depositors, guaranteeing their money, making sure there's not a bank run? Nope, nope. Time for us to be victims in Tahoe at a ski resort. Watch. Tucker, take it away. What we can say tonight is that SVB, like the scammers at FTX, had quite the public relations department. We're not some greedy finance outfit that exists solely to generate cash for overpaid sleazeballs who run it. No, that's not us. We may be a bank. We've got the soul of an NGO. We care. We're saving the world. And to prove it, there's a whole page on SVB's website about their plans to, quote, monitor and reduce our own carbon emissions. Yes, because you want a bank that cares about carbon emissions. And of course, there's endless posturing because it's all free about diversity, equity and inclusion. 
Marissa Fan, the managing director at SVB, wrote this on LinkedIn just three weeks before the bank collapsed. Quote, feeling inspired and energized after hosting an extraordinary group of pioneering and dynamic women at Silicon Valley Bank's female founder and VC Tahoe Ski Retreat. Boy, adjectives are free. They use a bunch of them. And then she attached pictures of the ski trip showing the group of these pioneering and dynamic female bankers having a great time. Because, of course, they're having a great time because few things are more empowering to oppress female bankers than skiing in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen from Unusual Wales, before the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, the CEO sold $3.5 million in stock in the last two weeks. This guy needs to be in a seat in front of Congress. This man needs to be in jail. The chief management officer, chief marketing officer, general counsel, and other executives sold their trading plans with millions on the balance sheet. Tens of millions, if you add them all up. In the two weeks before the collapse, they knew this was happening. They knew that woke capital was garbage. They took their depositors to the cleaners, knowing that the Biden administration and you and I would bail them out. They got rich off this collapse, and they should be in Guantanamo Bay. Tucker Carlson further illuminating on the woke Silicon Valley Bank and what they spent their time on. Yes, on video segments of empowered women, not empowered shareholders, not empowering our fiduciary obligations to the people that used us as a bank. And I will tell you this. I do feel sorry for people. I don't care how much money you have. You should be able to put it in a bank and you should be able to trust that the people running the bank were competent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, wokeness is a mind virus that makes you stupid. And Tucker Carlson proves it. Watch. As their bank began to slip beneath the waves, SVB posted this on its social media feeds. Quote, as part of Women's History Month, we're celebrating founders of women-led companies like Sumo Wealth's Beatrice Acevedo, a company that SVB described lovingly as, quote, focused on closing the Latinx wealth gap. It's the problem with Latinx. There's a wealth gap. And there was a video, too. Of course there was. So now that SVB has blown up and lost billions of other people's money in the process, we thought we would show you the video because, oh, we can't resist. Enjoy. My name is Beatriz Acevedo, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Sumo Wealth. I was born in Tijuana, Mexico. I am a very proud border girl who had the privilege to grow up with the best of both worlds. I went to school in San Diego. I went to UCSD. I have a lot of, a lot of scars from my days uh, going across the border. I remember I got this memo and it just said that all my shows were, were canceled. And it was a time where women, never men, were put into something they called the refrigerator. If they felt like you had a lot of power, they would just put you there to cool you off for a while. Unaddressed in the video is whether she's actually a capable banker. We hope so. We have no idea. We know the guys at SVB were not capable bankers. Didn't seem to spend a lot of time banking or paying close attention because they had videos to make about dynamic, pioneering, glass ceiling shattering women. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the time to start calling BS on these people. This is the time to say that woke capital is effectively dead. 
We live inside of a meritocracy. Capitalism demands that we have the most competent people in charge. And the collapse that you are seeing is a direct result of us caring far more about a person's skin color than we do about their character or their competency. It is wrong. It's Nazi tautology. I mean, it's by definition racism. And is leading to true collapse. We knew this was going to happen. Our enemies knew this was going to happen. There's an entire manifesto that was leaked from the Chinese military talking about how they will utilize our multiculturalism and wokeness against us in order to collapse the American system without firing a shot. We're going to do a special on that this week. This is a leaked memo from the Chinese military. They're using this against us. They want us to put idiots like that in charge of banks. Somebody who has, I mean, you can see in the video, not once, as Tucker said, addressed, is she a good banker? Is she going to delete your bank account? Is your money going to be safe with this woman? Who the hell cares where she comes from, what language she speaks, or what her skin color is? By the way, we all have the same ancestor. Are you a Christian? Do you believe in God? Well, then we all have the same ancestor. So who the hell cares if your grandparents were raised a thousand kilometers from the equator or 10 kilometers from the equator, which is really all melanin skin color is. Somebody like Charles Payne knows this on Fox News. Charles Payne bringing the pain this morning. I thought this was an excellent clip. Remember, the federal government had to be dragged, mewling, kicking, and screaming to try and help the people of East Palestine after the largest ecological man-made disaster in our lifetimes. They were Trump supporters and predominantly white, so, you know, they deserved it, of course, was the way that these people thought. But they were there overnight on the weekend in order to help out their friends, multi-billionaires in Silicon Valley that support their communist ideology. Charles Payne calling them out on all of it. Beautiful segment here. Go. But this is an irresponsible, reckless bank. But it's let's let's be clear. The, the American public must know every account in this country is insured to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Every single account. This was not about bailing out small accounts, regular Americans. The mean bank account in this country is forty one thousand dollars. You want to go by. Uh, uh, so if you look at, for instance, the average bank account for someone without a high school diploma, nine thousand bucks. But bachelor's degree, 79,000 bucks. This is another bailout of the elites. This is a bailout of Silicon Valley, the same Silicon Valley that just brought a Sam Bankman Freed. The Silicon Valley that for 20 years grew companies privately to exorbitant valuations, outrageous valuations, and then foisted them on the public at even higher valuations. They had made... They have made so much money. I mean, only only the Saudi Arabian princes can can <laughs> deal with the amount of money that they've made. Who do you think are who do you think bids against each other for the world's biggest yacht? Who bought the Maltese Falcon? I mean, this is what I'm talking about. So good for Charles Payne, a proper populist there. Yes, this is the bailout of the rich at the expense of the poor. Now, our friend David Sachs, who is a big time investor and a very very wise and very based individual is arguing that the people that put their money inside of Silicon Valley Bank are faultless here. They were simply good faith depositors inside of a bank. And I suppose there's some credit to that, but it still is factually true that these people didn't move a finger to help out East Palestine. They moved at the speed of light and sound, ladies and gentlemen, 
in order to help out their friends in Silicon Valley. And where does that tell you their priorities are? Well, certainly not in helping you, and it's certainly not in securing your finances. Unless you're a hedge fund investor in Silicon Valley and you're watching the show, I guess, welcome. But we're a populist show, and that means that the government is openly and cravingly, cravenly looking to destroy you and is not going to be acting in your best interest. Now, in a second here, we're going to show you how the government is trying to now censor information like the information you've heard on this show and what Bernie Marcus, legendary investor, has to say about wokeness in business. And this is the death knoll of it. Ladies and gentlemen, it may be the death knoll of your finances, Joe Biden, and his inability to manage anything. That is why I absolutely encourage you to get into gold right now. Never been a better time. We say that, but we like mean it more than ever today, this morning. Are you prepared for your bank to collapse? Are you prepared for the coming bloodbath of the American dollar? Because that's where this is headed. Let me encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, right now to invest in gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold have the highest rating in the industry, an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Allegiance Gold is a fortress. It will help you to hedge against these imbeciles who don't care about you, who don't care about banking, who care not for their fiduciary obligations to you, but just want to watch the world burn. Ladies and gentlemen, we are run by idiots. This is no longer a meritocracy. This is something altogether different. It's idiocracy. And that is why precious metals is a great hedge. It's a hedge that I use. You can convert your IRA or 401k into physical gold and silver. You can also have it delivered securely to your doorstep. You can hold it in your hands. You can see it, the real value in your hands. Inside of a banking system like the one we have right now, you are simply a decimal point on a spreadsheet. You don't exist. Your money isn't real. It has been borrowed and leveraged and vaporized by these idiots. That gold in your hand cannot be vaporized. It is real. And gold right now and silver are soaring in this market. Gold and silver are the only assets that build value without depending on the government. That's why. Right now, get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying investment when you visit protectwithbenny.com or call 844-66-BENNY. Benny, protectwithbenny.com. Now more than ever, ladies and gentlemen. Bernie Marcus is a legendary investor. Bernie Marcus is the founder of Home Depot. He's a billionaire. And he says that the woke Silicon Valley bank was more concerned about global warming than shareholder returns. And he is right. Bernie Marcus went on a terror against woke capital. And ladies and gentlemen, this is ringing the death knell for woke capital in our country. We're very lucky to be joined by Vivek Ronswamy tomorrow. He is running for president. He wrote, he wrote the book on woke capital. Bernie Marcus uh, saying Vivek is right here. This bank should burn. Watch. I think that the administration has pushed many of these banks into more concern about global warming than they do about shareholder return. Uh, and these banks are badly run because everybody is focused on diversity and all of the woke issues and not concentrating on one thing they should, which is 
shareholder returns. And maybe the American people will finally wake up and understand that we're living in very tough times, that, in fact, the recession may have already started. Who knows? But it doesn't look good. And I I feel bad for all these people that lost all their money in this woke bank. You know, it was more distressing to hear that the bank officials sold off their stock before this happened. Uh, It's depressing to me. Uh, Who knows whether the Justice Department would go after them? Uh, They're a woke company, so I guess not. Ladies and gentlemen, we live inside of a collapsing constitutional republic, and the reason I say that is not to be a fearmonger. You can see the results of these policies, whether it be in Ukraine or East Palestine, whether it be the failure of FTX. Remember FTX? You remember how he was Forbes Man of the Year? Sam Bankman fraud? Whether it's the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank or Signature Bank. You remember Signature Bank in New York? This is very important. They debanked Donald Trump. Remember that. They were more interested in debanking President Trump because Trump had a lot of assets in that bank than they were in actually maintaining a stable bank for their creditors, their depositors, and their fiduciary obligation to their shareholders. Wokeness is a cancer. It is a mind virus, as Elon says. And we live in a crumbling constitutional republic because we don't have people in charge anymore who believe in our founding documents. The first response from Democrats, according to an off-the-record meeting about this, was to censor information about it on social media. Check out what Lauren Boebert has to say here. Lauren Boebert saying, on a briefing with Biden, Undersecretary of the Treasury, regarding the SVB bailout, They're working towards a member asked if they were reaching out to Facebook and Twitter to censor information and bad actors. This administration, again, just committed a federal government to interfere with free speech. Unacceptable. They don't want you to know that everything's collapsing. Thomas Massey saying the same thing. Didn't have to be this way, ladies and gentlemen. Could have followed Thomas Massey, Ron Paul, Rand Paul's could have audited the Fed. Didn't have to be this way, but here we are. Just got off a Zoom meeting with Fed, Treasury, FDIC, House, and Senate. A Democrat senator essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead on a run to the banks. Yes, that's right. You going and getting your money that you put into a bank for the purpose of securing it, yes, we should censor that information. How dare you? It's not your money. Look at the two things that you learned from this tweet. One, Democrats in the Senate don't believe that you're entitled to your cash. Two, well, Democrats don't believe in the free speech in the Constitution. This is a crumbling republic. It is terrifying. And, and, and we need desperately new leadership. Maybe this is the breaking point. Maybe this is the point where everything breaks. There comes times... In the fourth turning, ladies and gentlemen, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. We're in that cycle in the fourth turning right now. We're in the weak men creating hard times for all of us. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why we need to change course. We're going to have hard times. It's not going to be good. We need a leader and a champion 
If it keeps going this way, you're going to get Donald Trump by a 40 state landslide. That, if it keeps going this way, uh, not all the king's horses and all the king's men and all the algorithms in the world could keep Donald Trump out of the White House at this rate. Because people remember what it was like under Trump. People don't connect the COVID collapses with Donald Trump. People remember what it was like. Nobody felt more secure. No new wars. New wall. New money. New bank accounts. New securities. A world at peace. People remember that. That's what they're going to... That's a feeling. Donald Trump and his administration was a feeling. And so you're going to get Trump in a 40-state landslide if this continues. Ladies and gentlemen, the lack of accountability for our leadership class uh, continues apace. Dr. Fauci was muling on cable TV this weekend talking to Dear Diary Jim Acosta, who's been relegated to – I can't believe he hasn't been fired yet from CNN. He's like the last guy who hasn't been fired from CNN. Been relegated to a dustpan weekend show. So Jim Acosta has – like crawls out of the sewer, delivers a show – and has Dr. Fauci on, who crawls out of his rat hole and delivers a show. And he's asked, hey, um, Republicans want to prosecute you. Elon Musk wants to prosecute you. What exactly would they prosecute you for? And here's how Dr. Fauci responded. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, you've been vilified on the far right. I know you know that. Um, and we've seen Elon Musk tweet that his pronouns... Uh, he's the owner of Twitter, that his pronouns are prosecute uh, Fauci. Others in the GOP have talked about arresting you and prosecuting you um, for your handling of COVID. What's your response to that, uh, your response to Musk? And, and what has that been like for your family? Well, I mean, there's no response to that craziness, Jim. I mean, prosecute me for what? What, what are they talking about? <laughs> I mean, I wish I could figure out what the heck they were talking about. I think... They're just going off the deep end. That's the answer to your first question. It doesn't make any sense to say something like that, and it actually is irresponsible. Of course, it's going to have a difficult effect and a deleterious effect on my family. I mean, they don't like to have me getting death threats all the time. Every time somebody gets up and spouts some nonsense that's misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies, somebody somewhere decides... They want to do harm to me and or my family. You know what was a death threat, Dr. Fauci? The 7.7 million people around the globe that you killed. That's a death threat. And you made that threat. You created the threat with your funding of gain-of-function research inside of the Wuhan laboratory. And you know who backs me up on that? The woke FBI. You know who backs me up on that? Joe Biden's Department of Energy. Run by human muppet. Jennifer Granholm, Department of Energy. So, Dr. Fauci, you're the one who delivered the death threats. The actual slaughter of 7.7 million people. You are responsible for it. What would they put you in jail for? Well, number one, gain-of-function research that led to the creation of COVID. According to me and the entire federal government and everyone with a functional brainstem. And two, lying to Congress because you straight up said you didn't do that. And we know that you did. And this is what lying to Congress gets you. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to 18 U.S. Code, Section 1001. Lying to Congress gets you eight years in the slammer, thousands of dollars in fines. You're not allowed to go and lie to Congress. You're not allowed to withhold information. Dr. Fauci has done this multiple times under oath. We've played you the clips. We've shown you shaky Fauci, and he's shaking because of tweets like this from Elon Musk. 
Elon Musk's pronouns, prosecute Fauci. Might be one of the most liked tweets in history. Look at that. 188,000 retweets, 1.27 million likes. Truth resonates, Elon Musk. It is so very, very true. Truth resonates, and that is why we are proud to tell you the truth about uh, about well, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is still in the hospital, falling down again out of the steps of uh, the former Donald Trump hotel. I guess there's a metaphor there somewhere, uh, but we never wish ill on anyone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just want Mitch McConnell to resign. We've been saying that pre-fall, after fall, you should resign. Be, be done. You're not a Republican. Somebody who is behaving like a Republican is his counterpart in the House, Kevin McCarthy, who will turn over all January 6th footage to the media, to us. We'll all get it. Let's go. Let's go. I am so ready for this. I want to see it for myself. I am ready, along with you, along with 100,000 people uh, on the internet who are ready at the keyboard, the keyboard commandos, keyboard warriors, as Donald Trump would say. Uh, uh, McCall, who's one of the deputies for McCarthy, asked about January 6th footage uh, this weekend saying, yep, it's done. We're releasing it all. <sighs> Sunlight, disinfectant, burns the skin. It's wonderful. Go was the Speaker of the House who gave those 41,000 hours of surveillance video access uh, to Fox News, which then has used a recasting of the events, trying to sanitize it, trying to whitewash history. Do you think it was a mistake for Republican leadership to, to strike this deal with Tucker Carlson? That is who Mike Pence was talking about. Well, I know Kevin McCarthy has turned all the videotape uh, over to Fox News. Uh, he has given me assurance he's going to turn it over to the entire media. I think uh, I believe in the fourth estate, freedom of press. And I think the American people deserve to see all the footage from that day. Good. This is exactly the posturing that you should take. And that little little man is a uh, little too paid man. There is a warmonger. He is for a blank check to Ukraine. We certainly uh, don't like uh, uh, Michael McCall. He's for protecting Ukraine's borders. He's from Texas, shockingly enough. Hasn't done a single thing for the Texas border. The border will be a big issue. A man who sent people who ran across our borders directly to Martha's Vineyard, Ron DeSantis, continues to dodge questions on whether he will announce a presidential run of course, there was reporting on Friday that he is going to announce for president, and it will be in May. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm quite close with both of uh, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump's teams. Let me tell you, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to announce for president. Ron DeSantis dodging in Iowa, because of course, you go to Iowa. I'm also from Iowa. Dodging the question in Iowa. We're going to show you some polls right now. Uh, uh, Donald Trump's up by like 40 points right now in these polls and expect as the market collapses and banks collapse and as Donald Trump is right saying that Joe Biden is going to deliver a stock market and banking collapse like you've never seen expect those polls to tend higher but here's Ron DeSantis in Iowa saying this has nothing to do with the presidential run yeah right go uh, Governor you made a stop in Iowa this weekend how was it was this the first indication that you are running for president <laughs> 
It's a first indication that uh, we've got a great book uh, that people are buying. We had a lot of interest. Uh, you know, Governor Kim Reynolds is a friend of mine. And I often tell people when they ask me in Florida, you know, who else has done a good job? And I always say, you know, you look what Iowa's done. Uh, they've done a lot of the things that Florida's done. They've got a great legislature. Real clear politics, Trump versus Biden. Here are the latest polls. Can we zoom in on the results of those polls? Uh, Trump up four, Trump up five. Biden up a couple points here and there. Biden up 13. That's an outlier. That's insane. Biden up two or three. But these are from last week. Trump up three. So Trump's now winning. Well, no, it's four versus four. So four polls have Biden up. Four polls have Trump up now across the country. Let's go to DeSantis versus Biden. Let's just look at the raw numbers. This is important. This is what SVB didn't do. Let's look at the raw numbers. It says that Biden is up a little bit on DeSantis in two polls. DeSantis is up in three others, and one has him as a tie. So a tough race there. Let's say Joe Biden uh, decides to walk like the T-1000 off into the, uh, off into this, you know, molten lava factory or whatever, how, however they got rid of the Terminator. What would uh, Trump versus Kamala Harris look like? Uh, well, hell, boy. Hot damn. Trump by plus 10. Trump by plus three, and let's say Ron DeSantis versus Kamala Harris. Well, they haven't polled that really hard. It's a Harvard-Harris poll. Uh, this is from, this is effectively from uh, back at the beginning of the year through. You can see Kamala winning uh, a few routes, and then Ron DeSantis uh, winning uh, as we get closer and closer to present day uh, versus Kamala Harris. But Donald. Donald Trump versus Kamala Harris is plus 10 for Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying, a 40-state landslide. And this hasn't factored in. The recent polling having to do with the banking collapse and everybody losing their damn asses in the Joe Biden economy. So that's what it looks like right now. Uh, Donald Trump, according to most Republican polls, are up by a, a, a pretty solid double digits. On Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis hasn't announced, Ron DeSantis will announce, mark my words, and then we will see. My take on this is let them fight. My take on this is a stronger lead. Donald Trump was made better. Donald Trump was made better. I get a lot of hell for this, but this is my stance. Donald Trump was made better by having all these guys nipping at his heels. He was made stronger by fighting Jeb. He was made stronger by fighting Christie, by fighting Rubio, by fighting Rand. Donald Trump was made stronger, and then he was prepared for Hillary Clinton in those debates, and he clobbered her. He destroyed her. And that was because Donald Trump got the business during this harsh primary season. It was good. It is good. The fight is good. You want a bloodletting. Politics is pain. Politics is blood sport. Don't clutch your pearls and cry about it. You demand, demand the laws of the jungle. That's the way God created it, and you should be happy about it. So we are ready. We're ready for the fight. It's good. It's good. The fight will be good for our party. It will be good for our candidates. And ladies and gentlemen, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, and it's a two-man race. Come on. It's a two-man race. We'll see. But we will be joined by our first presidential candidate tomorrow. We are honored to have Vivek Ronswamy joining us. And uh, perfect timing, too. Banking crisis abound, and he is the man to talk to about that. Further crisis abound at our border. Thousands of migrants rush the border to shut it down. Great.
this is great. Everything's going great under Joe Biden. Watch. So you have bank runs in Silicon Valley on one end of California, and then you have border runs by migrants on the other end of California. California's doing great, man. This, this state's this state's going places. California yesterday ha- held the Oscars. The funniest thing that was happening outside of the Oscars, where they erected a giant wall to protect our famous glittery people. Also, man, Hollywood looks dingy and gross. Yuck. This is what the City of Angels looks like. It's filthy. Just a repulsive place. It's just disgusting. Wokeness kills everything. Hollywood builds walls to keep celebrities safe. Oh, I wonder, is that how you keep people safe? Why don't, why don't open the barricade? Open the barricade. Open the walls. Walls are racist. Hollywood is racist, I guess. You have to follow that logic. The Oscars are upon us. You know what that means? Walls. That's right. Ten-foot walls high as countless barriers and barricades. Higher than the border wall surrounded the Dolby Theater to shield Hollywood's biggest stars and the biggest night from would-be gawkers and maybe some homeless vagrants with a used syringe roaming around. We saw plenty of that, didn't we, Royce? Royce and I recently went to San Francisco. Filthy. You know, we were attacked in San Francisco. We put it all in documentary. Multiple times our car was attacked in San Francisco. We just driving down the road. Driving down the road, not bothering anyone. Inside of our vehicle, bricks thrown at us. Our cars slammed on by homeless people. It's like driving through the streets of Somalia. Uh, the intense security to protect some of America's wealthiest and most famous and most liberal. The Motion Pictures Arts and Scientists and Sciences Association, the Academy, erected fences, barriers, walls in preparation for the big show wherein celebrities and industry insiders will celebrate the year's movies. The barrier spanned at least one block on Hollywood Boulevard, Highland Avenue to North Orange. So walls for me, but not for thee. We're going to go to D.C. this week. We're going to be on Tim Pool's show on uh, Wednesday. And we'll also be on Friday Night Tights on Friday. We're very excited about both the Neurotics channel and Tim Pool's channel. We're very excited about that. Uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing a little special on walls in Washington, D.C. I'll give you one guess as to where we're going to go. It will be very, very fun. Uh, let's just say the relative of Hunter Biden lives there. Ha ha ha. We'll see how the people who hate walls live in Washington, D.C. We're going to show it to you. It's going to be a blast. Hunter Biden was made fun of at the Oscars, weirdly, by ultra woke Jimmy Kimmel. In a set in, in, in like the, the five seconds of the Oscars possibly worth watching. We have the clip for you. Check it out. This is my favorite duo of the year, Steven Spielberg and Seth Rogen. What a pair. The Joe and Hunter Biden of Hollywood. <laughs> Seth, what are you on right now? Be honest. Nothing? Mushrooms, right? Did you give one to Steven? Give him one. Let's see what happens. Maybe he'll make something crazy. Okay. You know what's funny is they all laugh, right? They all laugh. They censored you. They deplatformed you. They put you in jail if you were led through the U.S. Capitol by six uniformed police officers in a Viking helmet. They put you in jail for questioning whether Joe Biden is fit for office. But they can all laugh because they know the truth. 
They always know the truth. They know the truth about Joe Biden's economy. The swag bag for the Oscars is down by $100,000 in value. Yikes. Biden recession hits Hollywood. The Oscars are at it again. This year's attendees are getting a swag bag worth $126,000. That's nearly two times the income of the average American but drastically reduced in value compared to just a few years ago. The goodies in the 2023 Oscar swag bag ranged from $5 coconut water all the way to a $40,000 Canadian getaway. Uh-oh, according to Fortune magazine. The gift bags are created by a LA-based marketing company, but it's down from the year 2020, a Trump economy year, where the value of the bag was worth $225,000. Yikes. They always know. They know the collapse is here. They know that they'll be protected. They have walls and private security. They have private bankers. They have the access and ability to pull their money out of these banks before they collapse. They know that they'll be good, and it'll be you, the American taxpayer, and me, who bear the weight of their failures. So for how long shall we be insulted? That lends the proper question here. We have a constitutional republic if we can keep it, so says Benjamin Franklin. So can we keep it? That's the question for you and for I, Patriot. That's the question for the Benny Battalion. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the question. Will we keep it? Shall we keep it? And the first step to that is to put competent people in charge, in charge of our banking system, in charge of our finance system, in charge of our border, in charge of how we conduct our wars. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not have competent people. We have imbeciles, imbeciles who think they run the world, but they don't, thankfully. And as people of faith and people who are spiritual, people who understand that there is a God and a creator and something far beyond this universe run by mere mortals, deeply flawed at that, who are incompetent and incapable, ladies and gentlemen, we ground ourselves in that understanding. And we ground ourselves every single show with a Bible verse, and the show today has a wonderful verse from Hebrews. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews 13, 6. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord has kept us through generations. We have always had incompetent leaders, imbeciles, suicidal, who want to send our young men to war, who want to send our young women to war, who want to erode and degrade our values, and everything that this country is built upon, the American dollar, is actually literally worth less. It is only built upon faith in our systems, faith in our country, and these people are degrading all of that. So let us remember that we have only one faith. We have only one true creator. And that is worth our faith and our trust. And that is why we structure our lives thusly, God, family, country. God first, family next, while our country, that's the place that we live. And that should be a reflection of us and our morals and our values. And right now it isn't. We live in a bizarro world. And we're going to flip that world right side up again. We are upside down and we're going to be right. We're going to be right with God on this show. We're going to be right by you. We're going to keep be keeping spitting the truth. In spite of Democrat senators wanting to censor us for doing so, you deserve to know the truth, remember the truth, be the truth, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Benny. This has been The Benny Show.
Thanks for watching. See ya.